welcome back to the Renewed Alup. My name is Taznova, and I'm here with Cyrus, Ansha. And today's topic, we're, we'll be talking about gaslighting. So we, we're going to be talking about gaslighting is, uh, what are some signs of gaslighting, and our own experiences. And then along the way, we'll talk about how we can support those of gaslighting victims. Yeah, I think this is a really important topic. I guess I'll start by just defining it. Gaslighting is a form of emotional abuse that's seen in abusive relationships. It's the act of manipulating a person by forcing them to question their thoughts, memories, and even the events occurring around them. A victim of gaslighting can be pushed so far to even question their own sanity. So some warning signs of gaslighting can include that this individual are telling blatant lies. They deny that they ever said something, even though you have proof. They use what is near and dear to you as ammunition. They wear you down over time. Their actions do not match their words. They throw in positive reinforcement to confuse you. They know confusion weakens people. They project. They try to align people against you. And they tell, tell you or others that you are crazy. They tell you everyone else is a liar. So these are just examples of just essentially like warning signs or triggers of um, a gas lighter. Yeah, I feel like also in the root of all of um, what you just mentioned, I would say the root is like making the person who is being gaslighted be isolated. And like I would say like the common theme in all of this is the isolation of like when you can't trust yourself, then like the only person you're going to trust is like the one that's gaslighting you because of everything that you just mentioned. Right. It like puts you in a place where you might not want to even talk about what's happening to you. And I think that's really difficult. I think even earlier before we um, started the podcast, actually, um, me and Tesnova were talking about how this term is essentially kind of new. Like we coined it not so long ago. And um, when I was in college or even in grad school, like I, there was no, we never like defined gaslighting. There was no term. Like it's not in a DSM-5. It's not like any sort of, psychological kind of book or resource but it's something that I'm so happy that we're we've come this far to like define it so people are aware you know if you are experiencing it there's clearly a set definition yeah and I feel like it's been happening for so long and in many different ways like I think oftentimes people think it's just maybe in a personal relationship but it can happen on like a global scale, on like a systemic scale, at the workplace, um, within friendships, and even I would say like children with their parents and not uh, defining it or knowing that it is an actual term, I feel like can make victims feel like it's not really happening because it's like, oh no, this just happened A, B, and C, but it this is just the way it is kind of thing. Versus when you actually define it and like put power to it where it's like, oh no, I am actually being gaslit. Yeah, so I, I even, before we started this recording today, I told Faros that I was doing a lot of research um, on ga- gaslighting, and I didn't even know that I was being gaslit in previous relationships of mine. I, I knew that I was being gaslit by my parents here and there, but I mean, I think being in a brown household, like Bengali household, like that, it's kind of... Inevitable. 
Yeah. Um, but then as outside of that, I was continuously reading all these signs and looking at the Bengali mental health posts as well. And I was like, whoa, I'm being gaslit by like friends that I thought like actually cared about me, uh, previous relationships that I was in. Like I knew those previous relationships weren't really the best for me but at the same time I didn't know how truly emotionally abusive they were to me until now reading it so it is very hard and difficult to to spot it yeah um I can definitely relate in the sense of not knowing when it was happening and I think for most people that's what it's like when you're in it it's hard for you to recognize how toxic the relationship is for me personally, my first ever um, like intimate romantic relationship, I was definitely gaslit. But at the time, I did not know what was happening. And one thing I remember, and this is a while ago, this is like 12 years ago, but one thing I do remember is like constantly feeling like I was crazy or something was wrong with me. I would constantly check online. And at the time, I think I was like, funny enough, I'm studying like pre-med. I was a psychology major. Like... You know, I was thought that like, if, if I were crazy, I would know if I had a mental illness, I would know. But it, it wasn't that at all. It was just a constant like manipulation that made me question like, wow, maybe I am being too aggressive. Maybe, you know, me caring is coming off the wrong way. Maybe questioning, you know, what they're doing is not creating something in me. Like, it was just constantly, I felt like I was in the wrong when in reality, it was a very toxic relationship. Yeah, I think um, uh, in one of my relationships, when like in it and even after it, I was gaslit, which is, I think, crazy in itself that I even let them gaslight me even after the relationship was over. Uh, in the relationship, I just kept thinking uh, that I was never good enough for him because I, I kept apologizing over the tiniest little things like, and it just was never, it never made him happy. It never made him satisfied with anything that I did. And everyone around me was just like, oh my God, you're a great girlfriend. You're doing everything that you can. Like he, he must be so lucky to have you. And then behind closed doors, he was just never, ever happy with anything. So it was just very interesting to see what, how, how our relationship was and then how he would treat me and then how we were in public and then after the relationship I decided to be like uh, mature about it and want to be friends because I I do wish to be friends regardless of what had happened I want to just go to the next chapter and move on and just be cordial but like even after that it got worse because he just it was almost like he had this power over me still he was like oh who are you talking to why are you doing this why are you acting like that and it was just it was so negative and so exhausting that I just I couldn't handle it anymore so I just had to let go of him completely and it was it was a lot I just think everything you mentioned it's so common unfortunately and it's like what you mentioned about behind closed doors and what's on the outside on the outside I feel like people who do support you do mention like oh you're doing so much like oh whoever is in contact with you must be so lucky like I see all the good things you're doing but when someone else is making you question everything you're doing it, it's never gonna feel like enough because you're not getting that gratitude and like healthy conversation from them 
Um, I think, like, the a big one is, like, the actions not matching the words. Like, I know, like, in friendships or, like, even, you know, in, like, my household, like, growing up, it would be like, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing this. I'm, like, you're making it up and blah, blah, blah. But when I would see the action and then I would match it against what was being said, it would just confuse me more. And then I would even get more confused with myself. Like, no, did that really happen? And I feel like that's when you start maybe like writing things down or feeling like, oh, I need like proof against myself to like know that this really happened because that's the only reality you have because your own head gets like confused with what's going on. And that altered reality is what's really scary because then, like you said, when you come out of it and, you know, you read about everything and you realize what was happening, it's like, oh, how did, how did I not see this or recognize this? And I think it's important to share that, you know, when it's happening to you, it's hard to get out of that cycle and realize it's happening to you because of so much manipulation and just that power and, you know, you feeling like you're not going to be good enough for what's being said to you or like the actions that you feel like you need to make to keep up. Yeah, I think a big part is like, having that self-awareness, right? Like really dissecting or analyzing what's going on around you. And, you know, I, I also want to be clear, like we're, we're speaking about gaslighting in various relationships, right? Like not just intimate relationships, but friendships, families, even at work. I can't even imagine during COVID how much we've been gaslit during this time of like the amount of work we constantly have to do, being productive, like, all of that kind of falls into the same category. And I know we're all speaking, obviously, from our female perspective, but, you know, um, there are many men out there that have been gaslit as well. So I think it's important for us to look at various perspectives. We're speaking from our female perspective from being gaslit and how, like, rampant it is. But if you look at, like, history and even what's going on right now in the world and, you know, from different perspectives, it's often, like, marginalized communities are gaslit the most because of who holds power in society and it's not marginalized communities. Yeah, it could be definitely, like, a power dynamic or power struggle of what's what's happening. I think the person who is, I don't even know if this is the right term, but who's doing the gaslighting, I don't, I wouldn't even consider that individual like, you know, a bad person per se. Like this is not like so black and white, you know, they could have severe trauma in their lives. They could have um, mental illness. Like we don't know what's happening. However, what we're speaking of is just like recognizing and acknowledging that the relationship itself might be toxic and what you can do about it. If you choose to leave, if you choose to stay, um, if you two are able to work on it together, whether it's like you and your families or even speaking to your boss about it, if you feel that it's taking a toll on your mental health or even just in intimate relationships, if you're able to speak with that individual and have them recognize that this isn't okay. But I think there are definitely options out there. But the first step is to really acknowledge what's happening in the, the relationship. Yeah, I think um, in one of the articles that I read, it 
talked about how sometimes the gaslighter might like yeah the person who's doing the gaslighting they might not even know that they're doing anything manipulative or in in a harmful way they might lack the self-awareness when it comes to expressing themselves and that can just lead them to act the way that they're acting but again that's not a no way to send an excuse at all for what how they're behaving and it still is there should still be a way to um talk about it and discuss it and to see if you if you as the victim of gaslighting want to be in this relationship or not if you guys can work it out then that's great but at the same time just see yourself and see where your self-worth is at and go from there yeah I think it's important what you said about um basically holding people accountable so I guess like in a safe manner like whatever anyone feels that their safety level is with whoever they're encountering this with that, you know, it isn't so black and white. And a lot of people also are learning this as learned behavior and then repeating it. And, you know, everyone has probably, you know, done something harmful in their whole life. Like no one's perfect. So it is possible to learn if you are being the one that's doing the gaslighting and have the awareness and be held accountable and like make changes towards that. So it's true, like, you know, not everyone is necessarily a bad person just because they have, like, maybe toxic patterns or something they've learned. Like, it's possible to, like, learn out of it and grow out of what you're doing. And as long as you're, like, being held accountable and, you know, whoever you're, I guess, communicating with is also able to, like, you know, accept whatever you're being held accountable for and whatever's comfortable for that person who is a victim. So as a clinician, I've had several patients come in who have been gaslit, who have done the gaslighting. And I think a big way to support victims of gaslighting are really, you know, a part of my job is, of course, like just to listen and have them explain, kind of dissect, analyze like what their relationship is, what it, how it makes them feel you know, keep keeping an open line of communication, of course, validating their feelings of being abused and asking them, or now this is more so like a friend perspective, asking them if they, they need any sort of help, if they wish for your help. Um, we do have also like providing their resources, um, let them know that help is available. And you know, to also support their decision. At the moment, they might not want to leave the relationship or leave that job or, you know, if it's your family, unfortunately, sometimes we can't just leave, pack our bags and leave. But, you know, what they decide to do in the meantime to protect themselves is definitely important to to support their decision. You know, what things that we don't want to do, of course, is to blame them. Think statements like, well, it sounds like you might have deserved it, you know, making judgments, like you must have done something, or even saying like, well, why don't you just leave the relationship? Like we said, it's never that black and white. It's never that easy. Sometimes it's like hard to not speak about the abuser in a negative way. Um, but you know, if it's it's clear that you might care for that person, but speaking negatively about anyone could put them in a really bad place, forcing them to make a decision, and also thinking that they will reach out for help on their own, and also just like supporting a condition. So if you're the type to support this habit, or maybe you're not aware of what this condition is, you might 
fall into the category of thinking like this is normal because I've experienced it. So it goes back to just educating yourself and knowing like what's healthy, what's not. Boundaries is huge. I talk about boundaries, I think, in every podcast. <laughs> but I, I speak from my own perspective and my own life experience because boundaries is like the biggest thing that's helped me. It's helped me in my work life, my family life, in relationships. So setting clear boundaries with that person could be really beneficial. Yeah, I think another big thing for me is to just practice self-care in during all of this and even after if you manage to get yourself out of the situation in whatever capacity but I think just learning to have compassion and love for yourself and not being so hard on yourself that you let someone have power over yourself you let someone manipulate you and gaslight you it's it's very hard situation to be in but also just remember that you're still confident and you're still strong and you're still resilient as hell and that you can definitely get through this because like listen to us the three of us just talked about like three different types of experiences where we went through gaslighting and yet we're we're still here and standing strong so like I think definitely practicing self-care because I think after that relationship of mine I just like dropped everything and I was like okay I need to pick myself up I need to like realize that I'm uh like I'm an independent girl and like I can get myself together and I I can be better than what I was before and that I am kind and I am generous and I am worthy of actual love yeah I don't need something that will be such a headache to deal with every single day I deserve way better and you have 100% reason to think about that as well (laughs) preach girl preach I love that and I think about that in context of like family too right because I I think we joked around like oh gaslighting is inevitable it's normal in Bengali households right and like in a way we say that because we've all experienced it but like it doesn't have to be you know if you have some sort of you know some sort of healthy relationship with a family member you can educate them you can show them like hey like a lot of things that you're saying like it's not right um having open conversations open dialogue like that's just like the first step you know it doesn't have to be this like impending doom of having a terrible relationship with your family it is an option to work on it yeah and I think like learning from tips that Charmin gave us from last month's episode if you guys haven't listened to that (laughs) she was talking about how like different ways to talk to your family about not just therapy like you can use those same tools in my opinion for this conversation if you are being gaslit by like parents and other family members you can use like those emotion words to describe how you're feeling in the situation and say that I don't like how you're saying this like it's making me upset I like I'm also worried about you if you're seeing like another parent getting or another relative getting gaslit by someone else in the family household using those expressive languages and words to communicate with them is very important as well and can also help them push for that self-care as well as you can see gaslighting is really really common and it can happen within so many interpersonal relationships and in the workplace and so many other avenues so if you feel like you know you identified with anything that we mentioned within our warning signs or any of even the personal experiences we've had that we've shared 
um, like definitely don't hesitate to reach out to like a professional or definitely try to tell someone safe, you know, it's, it's not in your head basically that we want to reemphasize and like reinforce. Yeah. And I think if you're still unaware of whether or not you're being gaslit, you can look at the Bengali mental health posts or you can educate yourself by just researching about it and you're off time. There's obviously resources that you can find if you want to talk to a therapist on our um, Bengali mental health Instagram account. And yeah, I think this was an interesting topic that we discussed. And I just want to reiterate again that you're not alone. Whoever's listening to this, you're not alone. And I think we can get through this together. Like the first step was made. We created a term for it and we've been using it. So I think that's very important. And I think these conversations that the three of us are having like every month or so, it's also very important to start the conversation. Definitely thank you for listening to us. And we will see you guys next month. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.